There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Curzon Podcast where we will be discussing Richard Linklater's follow-up to his award-winning boyhood, Everybody Wants Some, and also for the first time we're going to have an interview special guest uh, with one of its stars, Tyler Hecklin. Hi, I'm Sam Howlett and as always I'm joined by Jenna. Hello. Hey Jenna, how you doing? Yeah, good thanks, how are you? Excellent, yeah, not bad. Well, we've just seen Everybody Wants Some, we so have, everything is bright and colourful. <laughs> and, and it's a good day. It's a good day, yeah. Um, this week we also have a competition uh, exclusive for you podcast listeners uh, and that is a poster of Everybody Wants Some signed by Richard Linklater himself. Details for that are available on Twitter so do follow at Curzon Cinemas to find out more about that competition. So Everybody Wants Some is set in the 1980s and it stars Blake Jenner as Jake, and it follows his first three days of college. Uh, he joins the college baseball team, and it's just very relaxed. No, no real plot, very sort of matter-of-fact, slice-of-life type film. Mm-hmm. They go to parties, they're obsessed with sex and alcohol. Um, it's a kind of, kind of a bro comedy, like a frat bro comedy. Yeah, but I think it's slightly more intelligent than that. Yeah, far, yeah. It's a great character study, and I think that's what Richard Linklater does so well in all of his films. Yeah. Great studies of people and just the way that you live your life at certain slots of time. Yeah. I think he... he you can tell he loves just uh, having a good time. I think Richard <laughs> yeah. I reckon if you speak to him, he's so chilled back and just like, yeah, he just wants to talk about life and stuff. And have a good time. Yeah, nothing's too serious, nothing's too much of a problem. It's just like, relax and take it easy. Um, <laughs> and I really felt like that watching the film. Yeah. It's it's just under two hours, I think, but... Oh, the time flew by. Yeah. I, I could have done with another hour. Yeah, I was so definitely. just relaxed. I, was like, I just wanted to go to another party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing happened that was too serious. You know, it was just... It's such a pleasure to be in that world. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, so the film... It's very much a, a spiritual sequel, I think, to Days of Confused, which is a film Linklater made in the 90s, and that's set in the 70s, about the last day of high school. And this that also has a huge cast of young, char- young characters who are just kind of figuring out their place in the world, mm-hmm. and there's no plot, and there's just like groups within the group, um, certain people, you know, you... You know very little about everyone, but mm-hmm. then you recognise, like, after a few scenes, you know that he's the crazy guy, he's that kind of guy. But they're also more complex than that as well. And that's definitely on show here too. Um, so who's your favourite character? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> I like them all for different reasons. I think 
I really liked Finn. He was great. Finn's he's the great, kind of yeah. He's almost the ringleader of the pack, but he's not the yeah. best ball player. Although no. actually you can't don't see that, but he's yeah. they're all good, obviously. Um but he's kind of smart. He takes yeah. Jake under his wing and shows him the ropes of how to be a college guy and how things have changed now he's not in high school anymore. And yeah, yeah he's got the gift of the gab. He's got more going on than just just the baseball. I think so, yeah. They're all more than just the jock, yeah. which is important. And they're all really likable. They are. Even uh, one of my favourite was uh, Jay Niles, who likes to refer to himself as a raw dog. <laughs> he's insane. But he's also, you kind of like him. In yeah, he's movie. great yeah. fun. He, everyone knows that kind of guy though, don't they? Yeah. You go on a night out and you're like, oh, I'll fight anyone. That kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, you know, those boys, they're there for him and then they put yeah. him in his place and they say, go home. Yeah. Well, one of them talks about it, it's like tribe mentality. It's yeah. like, no matter what anyone does, you look out for them. And there's, it was just really nice that all these guys, they're, and they're all obsessed with competition and they mm-hmm. do get angry at each other, but ultimately they are a tribe. They're a yeah, pack. they're there for one another. Yeah. And those bonds form so quickly. I mean, yeah. th- so half the team already know each other, but you kind of don't, like, then, then the freshmen come along, but you don't yeah. really distinguish between who's the freshman no. and who's the senior. Yes, they're, they're all in the same boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. they very quickly form friendships. And Absolutely. I don't know how you feel. Is that quite similar to how you found think so, friendship yeah. as a guy? I'd, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. It's kind of looking out for a, one another, that kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah. for me it was so interesting to sort of like peer into that oh, very okay. testosterone-fueled yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I saw similarities with it between my mm-hmm. like, first year of uni, but I mean, it, I wish mine was more like this, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Don't we all? Yeah. Um, okay, so I think it's time for an interview now. So... Tyler Hecklin, uh, you may know him from uh, Road to Perdition, in mm-hmm. which he played Tom Hanks' son, uh, a great film. He's also in uh, the TV adaptation of Teen Wolf, he played the lead in that. Uh, in this film, he plays McReynolds, who's, I guess, is kind of the alpha of the team. Yeah, he's the star player, really, isn't he? Star player. He seems like the sort of team captain as well, mm-hmm. but he's he's very much in charge. Yes. Um, he, he comes across kind of... Um, rude at times yeah kind of brash, but, uh, you but... kind of see his character crack at yeah. different points and he is a real guy and yeah. I think you often get the kind of leader of the jocks being like yeah. a not very nice guy but I think you know he's yeah. got some good heart in there too absolutely so um, Jake Cunningham our as of yet unheard boss yeah <laughs> uh, he met big man's voice yeah. <laughs> uh, he met up with Hecklin last week in London uh, so here's an interview enjoy so we are delighted to be joined on the uh, Curzon Film Podcast by Tyler Hecklin uh, from Everybody Wants Some, Richard Linkletter's new film. Um, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Um, so is there anything that you're relieved that you've got today that you couldn't have had in 1980s Texas? Um, God, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I guess more great music to listen to. Um but there really was it was funny I think the one thing you miss is kind of you know cell phones and things like that but uh, I kind of found that a relief to be honest you know we kind of a lot of sets people have their phone with them like at their chairs or something you kind of check in between setups and we miss it we kind of just left them in the trailers and it was just you know whoever was with you is who you were with and it's just a fun fun hang and um, so the film itself uh, presents us with this group of men who, by their own admission, just want to have sex and get drunk. Um, <laughs> have a good time. Uh, but the film itself, it manages to remain pretty inoffensive and doesn't marginalise anyone. Yeah. How do you think it achieves that? Um, I mean, honestly, I think people just kind of embrace the world that they're in when they when they watch the film. These guys kind of suck you in. And 
the camaraderie and you know it, it's it's all in kind of good natured fun I think and I, I think once you kind of allow yourself to settle into that uh, for a minute with these guys you kind of start to take on that perspective um, and you know it's 1980 so things weren't so politically correct back then uh, and I think once you allow yourself to to feel okay with that for more than like five minutes and kind of really kind of let it breathe uh, it becomes a little bit more um, I don't know, I guess a little bit more innocent and it's just kind of in good fun. So the film is it's very light on plot. You've just got this slice yeah. of life of this opening weekend for Jake and his housemates. Um if you had to define the story of it, what do you think it would be? Uh I mean I think it's a story about <clears throat> going off into a group and you know, a transitional point in your life when you're you're leaving home, uh and just what that experience is when you kind of really experience freedom for the first time. Uh, you know, you've been surrounded by parents and people kind of telling you what to, to believe in and how to act and, and how to behave. And then you're suddenly kind of thrown into this world of your own personal responsibility and uh, you can really become a different person. You know, that's the kind of the thing I remember from going off to college is you, your friends back home knew you as who you were growing up and up to that point in your life. And then when you go away to school, uh, you're surrounded by people who've never met you before. They have no idea what you're about and what you like. And so you're exposed to so many new things and it's kind of a, a refreshing idea that like, oh wow, I can kind of, you know, maybe I was interested in this, but now this kind of seems appealing and I'm gonna go down that way. So uh, it's just an exciting time in life when you get to find out who you are and where you kind of truly fit in. And um, a few of the guys try out a few different cliques over the weekends. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's disco dancing, Western, punks. Um, was there any of those that you would have tested out yourself when you were in college? Uh, I definitely would have back then tested out the disco. I definitely enjoyed the disco, even though Rick told us we weren't allowed to like the disco too much. Uh, <laughs> he kind of always said you would tolerate it, but it was really more about the girls. Um, but I grew up in a place called Norco, uh, which is deemed Horsetown, USA, back in California. So there was there was rodeo. There was a lot of line dancing and things like that. So uh, I have to say that's the one I was the most familiar with <laughs> of any of those. And so when we actually get first introduced to your character, it's almost set up that you could be the antagonist of the piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that really shifts as the film goes on. Could you talk about your character's journey throughout? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of something that, you know, kind of came up through the rehearsal process and, you know, workshopping the script and things like that. Uh, he really was kind of that antagonist, uh, you know, originally. And uh, it just got to a point where there was something really fun that happened in, in going through it, which was not just discovering your character personally and kind of deciding who they were going to be and what you thought they were, but uh, for me anyway, it was watching the other guys kind of find their characters and watching them develop. Uh, teams have a really interesting dynamic and they kind of have their own personality. And so uh, for it to be a good team and the team that we had kind of discussed these guys uh, being on, there had to be a balance. And so uh, as Justin Street, who plays Niles, kind of developed his character, um, that kind of informed me of some things that would have to be true about McReynolds. Uh, and one of them was being you know, like a team leader who would step up and kind of stand up for the guys. And so that didn't necessarily exist as strongly uh, originally, but it was just something that as we kind of found these guys and just developed these relationships, just kind of came out. So, I mean, it's a trait that we're familiar with with um, Richard's work, that there's yeah. a naturalistic tone to the dialogue. Yeah, so absolutely. there was a lot of room to budge on the script. Um, which is a lot of, we always say, like, we get asked a lot, you know, was there a lot of, uh, you know, improv on set and things like that? And there really was, there was, wasn't a lot of improv on set. Every once in a while, somebody would kind of slip in and it would work. And I can maybe recall a couple things in the, in the film that 
uh, just kind of happened in the moment and ended up making it, uh, which is a great testament to Rick and how much he trusts the people that he uh, works with in, in all different areas of the film, um, which is greatly, greatly appreciated just because you, uh, you lose this sense of right and wrong. And so it's a much, it's very creatively uh, free and encouraging environment to be in. Um, but it's a lot of workshopping. So we'd spend a lot of time in the rehearsal process kind of going through things and finding what worked and what didn't and just kind of developing and playing with it. So, Richard's previous film to this being Boyhood, if we were to follow your character Glenn yeah. for the next 12 <laughs> years, uh, what do you think would have happened to him? Uh, you know, uh, well, we kind of based him off of someone who actually does go on to play, uh, you know, professional baseball and plays in the major leagues for a while. So I think he would have had a, a successful career. Uh, I think, to me, the interesting thing uh, would have been, you know, at the end of it, I think at the end of the 12 years, you know, maybe leaving baseball. Um, it's funny, uh, a buddy of mine uh, kind of mentioned this saying, which is like a dancer dies twice. And like, that's kind of, it's kind of true for athletes as well, which is that you play the sport as a kid. And so it kind of becomes uh, an identity in a way to where when you're done with that, it's it's a weird transition because most people kind of, they grow up and then you find what you want to do when you're in high school and college and you kind of pursue that. Uh, as opposed to athletes, as a kid, that's what you do. And then that's kind of what you cling on to um, until someone says you can't do this anymore. And then once you do that, this identity is kind of uh, taken away from you. So there's a struggle that goes along with transitioning out of that. Uh, so I think it would have been interesting to see the transition of going from, you know, playing pro sports and being so good at something to eventually getting older and inevitably somebody coming along and being better than you and kind of going down that road. So I think that's a that's an interesting area to kind of explore. And is there any um, any characters in the film that you would really love to see what they were doing if they weren't doing baseball? Uh, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think all of them, yeah. I'd love to see these guys outside, outside that world. Um, I think we all kind of talk about it. Uh, on a weekly basis like where do we where do we take these 12 guys outside of this world there and I, I think when you're watching the film you can see that uh, yourself and uh, a lot of the actors are aged down do you think yeah. that's an issue or do you think it plays into some of the themes of the film um no I think it plays in I don't, I, nothing nothing stood out to me as distractingly out of uh, out of place but uh, the relationships definitely I think worked out as far as you know the guys that were there uh, as upperclassmen and kind of having that seniority and things like that, it was uh, it was fun. And one of the cool things uh, you know that I found out through shooting and through the press tour was with uh, with Blake, who plays the main character Jake. Uh, is he had never gone to college. You know, he left uh, high school and came straight out to California to to uh, pursue acting. And so this was kind of the you know the experience that he didn't have going off to college. So I thought it was kind of like a cool thing of you know him being able to come in with that mindset of like still being new to this whole idea. And um, so the film uh, is set before uh, you were born, and I'm sure many others. Yeah. But did you still come away with it with a sense of nostalgia? Because I know I did. Even though. Oh I was God, there. yeah. Because I think the time the time is obviously the setting, and it's the place. It's where you're. It's where you're supposed to feel like you are. But um, the experience is not a lot different. You know, I think that's one of the things that Rick said at the beginning, which was great to hear. Was you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. So you know, going off and having that experience in your life of going to college. Uh, of you know being on a team of being surrounded by peers <clears throat> all that no matter what time it is you know the music might be different or you know you might be wearing a different outfit the external things change a lot but uh, the experience and the relationships tend to stay pretty pretty familiar and uh 
people will often say that a film that looks like it was a lot of fun was actually the worst set to be on. <laughs> yeah. So I've got to imagine you guys had an awful time. Horrible time. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was uh, this was one of those exceptions to the rule for sure. Uh, we genuinely have a, a text chain that goes off about on a daily basis and uh, we just had, it was a blast, man, honestly. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to differentiate, I think, if we had more fun off uh, off the screen or like what you actually see in the film so they're they're both pretty high up there and um, so uh, the film looks at the the identity of the person that um, you are or might become at yeah. college or university did um, you find yourself or any of your colleagues actually um, changing and identifying any changes within yourself or your experience whilst you were filming uh, yeah, I mean, I think all of us kind of, you know, we're going, either going through things or went through things afterwards. I think you constantly, I think people are constantly changing. You're constantly finding, discovering new things and uh, having new thoughts and pursuing, uh, you know, different ideas. But um, I think it was just, you know, it was it was great to be surrounded by a group of peers that you kind of, you could kind of go through that together. And uh, it's not often now, especially in, in this business that you're surrounded by, that many people that are kind of in the same place that you are to where you can constantly have this dialogue of what's going on and uh, things like that. So it was just a, it was a great environment to be in for, for that amount of time. And um, I've read that you actually ended up doing some dancing lessons. We did. We yeah. did. We did three uh, weeks dance rehearsal. Yeah. Three weeks. Yeah. Every, all through the rehearsal process. Yeah. Intensive? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. About an hour a day. An hour a day. Enough to keep us in shape, <laughs> which was good. Um, did you feel like uh, you missed out by uh, not taking part in the Rapper's Delight car, uh, car scene? Yes, yes. I think we all felt uh, jealous of the guys that were in that scene. It was uh, it was good fun, and definitely you can you can kind of see it in the in the film. Those guys definitely didn't have a bad day of work that day. No, I think it's a song that everyone accidentally realized they know every single. A hundred percent. Yeah, it just kind of comes up, and you're like, oh well, actually, I know the lyrics to this, and I don't know why, but it's just kind of it's just kind of ingrained in the back of your mind. I'm hoping for a director's cut with the whole 14-minute version. Oh, my God, I know. I would love to see it. If we don't have it already, we're going to go back and do it. Um, and so, uh, Richard, uh, he said that uh, we're all living more character-driven lives than plot-driven lives, yeah. and that's very reflective in the film. And how does that um, affect you as an actor when you know you're, you're more working around your character than the story? Um, personally, I love it. Uh, I think it's it's something that I would <clears throat> like to do throughout my career, which is focus on things that are more character driven. Um, I just find it more interesting. I think you know, uh, obviously, plot is is necessary for <laughs> a lot of things, but at the end of the day, that it becomes at least a lot of exposition and, and things like that, and it's just kind of you're just kind of explaining things throughout the process, and then something happens, and then you react to it. Um, I find it much more interesting to just kind of see how people are relating and what they're going through. Uh, even with Boyhood, I, I, I found myself in that mindset and I, I loved it at the end of it because you go through it and I'm sitting there kind of expecting every time they're in the car, okay, well, here's the car crash. Or when they're throwing the blade into the wall, okay, well, here's where someone walks in front and, and loses. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's a hand or something, and did you kind of just, films to me, I think have kind of, there's been so many of them that it's kind of led you to just expect those things. And so I kind of, I really enjoy when things like that don't happen because it kind of makes you realize like, oh yeah, like it's not, it's not always this massive tragic event that happens in life that kind of changes something. It's in boyhood. It's, it's a conversation. It's a conversation. Like one thing that was said that you just kind of hit you a certain way and stays with you for the rest of your life. So, uh, I tend to find that more interesting. I mean, I, I love great action movies, fun thrillers and things like that, that are, that are plot driven. But, um, I, I think people and characters are interesting enough on their own sometimes that you can just kind of follow them for a while. And um, the film is a spiritual sequel to Dazed and Confused. Yeah. If your two groups of uh, characters were to meet, um, who would you most like to be bumping into? <laughs> oh God. Um, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I guess I'm gonna say the girls. I'm gonna say Parker Posey and that whole crew. I would I would imagine the guys would like to hang out with the most. Yeah. Well, I mean. I, Everybody Wants Some is definitely more of a male film. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a couple guys in this movie. There's a few. <laughs> and, well, I think that's uh, everything. So thanks a lot, Tyler Hecklin, for joining us on the Cousin Podcast. Okay, so uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Hecklin sounds like a cool guy. God, they sound like they had the best time on yeah, that show. I, I just wish I could have been part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, that's quite true what Jake was saying, that often you hear all these films like the ama- amazing piece of work and yet they had the worst time on set yeah and I like to think that all of Richard Linklater's films weren't like that at all they're all just best pals yeah. he was saying they're like texting each other all the time great yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and I like what he said in the interview there that um, the film is very good natured mm-hmm. very fun sort of quite inoffensive even though they are kind of there is kind of lad humour in the film yeah kind of bro through like frat bro they're kind of like disc they talk about girls and not the most respectful way but then i don't think it ever crosses that line no there was a time at the beginning of the film where i was worrying yeah. i was seeing lots of shots of bums and legs not very many not faces, faces. Yeah. And i was thinking how is this film going to portray women because obviously it's a film about male relationships and yeah. a baseball team and that's all great and it's really interesting to see that on yeah. film but you don't want the women in the film to kind of yeah. suffer as bit parts. And I, I don't think Richard Lignotti falls into that trap this time. No, week. not at all. No, I think that, as he said in the interview, that the 80s weren't necessarily the most politically correct time. Yeah. And that's just how it was back then. But I don't think it's ever nasty. No, no, Films can't like, I don't know, maybe like the hang, especially the Hangover 2, Yeah, I think is quite nasty. Towards women. Towards or... women and just everyone yeah, <laughs> apart yeah. from white men. Yeah. Whereas this, yeah, they are kind of, some of them are idiots, but they're all, they're nice, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're nice idiots. I think they kind of, they give each other some grief about yeah. stuff, but actually you never see them behave badly towards no. one of the girls they're interested in at all. No, it's, it's very respectful. And yeah. Even you were talking about Finn, who's kind of all a bit of a ladies' man. Yeah. The girl, but he talks about, he respects women at some point as well. He talks to them on kind of like, you know, yeah, level, what like. they're interested in. Yeah, he kind of, yeah. And that, 
that could in some some writers and directors may have played that as leery mm-hmm. and like he's just a chameleon like he doesn't mind he would just lie to women just to get in bed with them but it seemed here like a genuine he likes to be nice to women and, and to, talk to, to them. find yeah. out about them. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think he also is quite a chameleon character in yeah. general. He goes from like, well, they go from the disco scene um, yeah. to the kind of country club and the and cowboy the, music and the, um, the, and then, the, the punk rock. Yeah, like, he like, loves it. That he, was a little bit when I thought, yeah. well, maybe the film could turn at this okay. point, and like something bad's going to happen when Jake yeah. meets his old college, uh, his old yeah, high school I friend, that. and they're going to like him, and, and they're not going to like him yeah. because he's not part of their gang and they're yeah. they're elitist, but not at all. I thought that as well. There was also another bit where Jake meets a girl and says to the the team, like, "Oh, I'm going to her party tonight," mm-hmm. and they're a bit like, "Oh, so we're not invited." And I kind of thought, "Oh no, this is going to be a bit okay. like he's they're going to accuse him of abandoning the team." Yeah, but then they're going becomes... to trash the party. Yeah. they're going to ruin it. I was it. like, "Oh god, this is going to be really embarrassing for yeah. everyone," but it's not. It just works so well. And, and I think that's because it's more like real life. You know, people yeah. don't do that to each life, other in real life. life. Isn't that dramatic? <laughs> it's to not. Be yeah. yeah, people yeah. go and they have a good time, and maybe something happens, and one of your teammates kicks off, but you deal with it and you move on. Yeah. It's not game yeah. changing. Exactly, yeah, and that's what's really nice about uh, Richard Lindley's films, and especially this film, I think, because it's it's so it's real it's realism, mm-hmm. but not like harsh realism. Yeah, because for I think well for us and that like, a lot of people listening, life isn't that. It's just nice, and you just go with mm-hmm. it, and that's what his films do. Yeah, yeah, but also they're kind of. Well, this film is slightly over the top in how yeah. fun it is. I mean, I don't I think, think yeah. every college person's going to have that experience, yeah. the like endless parties, the all of that. Yeah. But it's great to dip into that. Yeah, and aesthetically as well, it's so colourful. Oh my goodness, And yeah. I've never seen that much colour like ever before. Well, yeah, I mean, they go to a theatre party yeah. and I said oh, to you, God. oh, that's exactly what mine yeah. was like. They're like throwing glitter yeah. and there's lights everywhere. And there's I like mean... performance arts going on, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, great. I wish I was had that university <laughs> experience. <laughs> it's funny that... There's a really strong feel of nostalgia, mm. even though, well, I'm not sure about you, but none of us were around in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not around in the 80s, Sam. <laughs> but yeah, you just, there's this feeling that just the life is um, a cycle. Yeah. And like what people felt back then, they feel now. Mm-hmm. The same with Days to Confuse, that in the 70s, the same relationships happening that do now. I think that's really nice to yeah, see. Yeah, people are kind of constant in their emotions yeah, and the way exactly. they deal with things and each other and friendship. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. So we mentioned there are a couple of our favourite characters. We've mentioned Jake, Finn, Raw Dog. Um, I really loved uh, Buta as well, who's the kind of... <laughs> He's the kind of uh, country guy, the country isn't he? country guy, yeah. He doesn't quite fit in with no. the rest of the team and they He's kind quite of quickly... Joke. Yeah, yeah, they pick quickly up. pick on him. That's what you do at uni. Yeah, Very quickly. As soon as, you, as soon as you notice something about someone, you pick it up and you just blow it way out of proportion. So they and give that's him a fake name yeah. to the point where I can't even remember no, what he said his real name was. They call him Buda Perkins. I <laughs> yeah. don't know what his real name is. <laughs> and he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, he was a great character yeah. and who dips in and out. Um, yeah. through the film yeah, he's, and there's always the guy as well who's got a very serious girlfriend and is always on the phone to her yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also I love Brumley he's the guy with the big curly hair and the oh, really the tiny little moustache <laughs> what is that on your lip yeah and I think that's the thing is that they all kind of um, sort of jostle each other and take the mick and stuff but it never gets nasty no. you never see anyone who genuinely feels bullied yeah. or who feels like they can't cope with what they're yeah. being given they all kind of give as good as they get and it's part of the fun absolutely yeah I also love um, Willoughby played by Wyatt Russell mm-hmm. just the complete stoner just yeah 
And he's, I love it that he's recorded every single Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> and he's got them in stacks in his room. They have that's a, that's a really hilarious scene where they sort of discuss an episode of the Twilight yeah. Zone, which doesn't While smoking a bomb. Yeah. yeah, and again, it's that thing with Richard Linklater. You know, not all of these conversations move the plot along no, or anything like that, but they not, get yeah. you into these characters and yeah. their lives. And... It's great. If people talk about things like um, Game of Thrones, has been oh, great world building. Yeah. Whereas I think, but films like this are often um, not recognised as that because mm-hmm. it's real life but then he is building a world and I think he does that better than anyone just yeah, building yeah. a kind of world that you don't even think about as a fictional world because it feels so real yes 100% so uh, there's music is very important in the film mm-hmm. obviously the title is based on a song um, just like it opens with My Sharona playing watching he's driving his Cadillac yeah. and you've also got a Rapper's Delight which is one of the great the, the best scenes oh, I think oh wow that was so it's so funny perfect. yeah so yeah. They, they're all in the car yeah. you've only just met everyone you've kind of got people's yeah. names and off they go rapping along amazing it's like the opening of Wayne's World when they yeah. see me Rhapsody yeah. yeah it's great and also you keep thinking oh it's going to cut now and yeah, they go it again goes on for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a like shake your groove thing heart of glass um yeah, Hot Glass. Yeah, great song. Yeah. It just, the soundtrack just keeps you on that high yeah. the whole way through. I think as well, because often great movie soundtracks are ones where they're not that famous songs. Yeah. This is, these are all like really... Real classic Standard 80s songs. Yeah, songs I remember my dad playing to yeah. me in the car when I was growing up. And I just, and... I think that sometimes, sometimes you think in a film, God, that's such a lazy, lazy obvious choice, but yeah. here it just works so it, perfectly. Yeah, it does. And it builds the, the decade Yeah, because it. that's what people did listen to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've read in a couple of reviews that people mm-hmm. talked that the film has a kind of a camp quality to it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's that kind of bros together, yeah, that and kind of bit of a love-in. But also, the, the aesthetically, they're all, they've all got their like, must- little moustaches, <laughs> and we're really short shorts, all the clothes are very tight. Yeah, I think that was the era. It kind yeah. of has a bit of a 70s sort yeah, of color, but it makes me think it's early 80s. I was going to say, I think it's early 80s, it's kind of just a, the blend. Yeah, like, the between two, the two. The two uh, no mullets yet. Yeah, the two jackets <laughs> are just slowly merging from one to the other. There's yeah. a really hilarious scene where they're like combing their moustaches and trimming yeah. them. Yeah, and they <laughs> Hair dryer with the comb. Yeah, yeah, it felt quite metrosexual in that it's way. Very, yeah, because yeah, they were very um, not obsessed, but very concerned about their appearance. Oh yeah, they weren't like too macho to to care at that. No, oh no, yeah. they really cared about they how they really look. There's a really funny scene where one of the guys is talking about how great his bum is. Yeah, <laughs> I, loved it well. I loved it as well when they were just leave the um, sort of the dis- the disco um, disco party, and they're mm-hmm. about to go to a western one. They're like, "Well, we've all got to change." <laughs> I just love yeah. the idea that these big group of guys have to change. And they care that much. And there's another yeah. little funny bit where they're like, untuck your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, okay, so uh, we're now going to move into uh, spoiler territory. So just talk about sort of the last few moments of mm-hmm. the film. But before we do, is there any final thoughts you have on the film? Just, it's just so much fun. Yeah. And it's a wonderful study of people. Yeah. And I just love Richard Linklater's films for doing that. Yeah. I think as well, like, usually people talk, think of, oh, it's a rainy day, let's watch a film. See it on a sunny day. Yeah. It's not too long. Go in the morning and then you come out and you've got the sunshine there, but also you're in such a good mood. Yeah. It really sets you up for Definitely. a great day of fun. Yeah. Definitely. It's Absolutely. a good mood film. Mood beast. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, one of the uh, weird plot turns is that Willoughby is actually 30. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing, I think, that doesn't quite feel real it doesn't quite ring true but it was funny it was very funny and also i think it led to one of the more like 
serious conversations in the film of actually what is there after yeah. this college time? What are we yeah. going to do next? I think that's throughout the whole film. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, they're kind of right at the beginning of that phase. They're like not quite 20 yet. And, you yeah. know, you, you can't see the end of college because it's about to be the first day. Yeah. But for, for Willoughby, for, yeah. he's gone out there and he realised he can't play ball anymore and yeah. he's got to find a way back he's in. just in a weird cycle of mm. going back and keep doing uni until he gets caught and then does it again. Yeah, and I think that's quite yeah. interesting. I think a lot of people find when they finish university kind of at that 23-ish yeah. kind of age, ah, oh, that phase of my life yeah. is done and how? what do I yeah. do next? And yeah, it's very, yeah, I that's think what that's I think, really interesting like, to explore. Differ- differentiates this from other sort of frat bro films mm. where like this film asks those kind of big questions. Yeah, like, it really has a heart. This, this is limited. Mm-hmm. This stage of your life, it doesn't last forever. Enjoy I know it, it while you can. Yeah, that kind of thing. Everybody wants some, everybody wants to just do the whole party thing, but ultimately that will end. Yeah, I mean, the tagline of the film and something that Willoughby says in it is, yeah. we're here for a good time, not, not for a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So it's a kind of seize the day film, isn't it? It is a seize the day film, absolutely. Carpe diem. <laughs> <laughs> um, the film, so... In the beginning, they try and uh, chat up these two girls. Yeah. One of which, and it doesn't work, but the girl sort of leans in and says, uh, I like the quiet guy in the back, who's mm-hmm. Jake. And they drive off, and it's kind of forgotten about a bit, but he sort of lingers, watches the room she goes in, mm-hmm. and later in the film, he gives her flat, he ties her flowers and a note to her door, and they meet up at the end of the party. And that's kind, of, that's kind of a mini through line of the film. Yeah, yeah, but you do kind of, you don't know that that's going to happen again. You kind yeah. of think, oh, he's done with that. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's going to be picked up, but it was really great that it was. Yeah, and it's picked up well, and mm-hmm. it, it, it rings true. Yeah, and he takes yeah. the flowers to yeah. her door. It's so sweet. Yeah, it was sweet, yeah. There was one bit where, um, so they they spend the night together, and then they sort of split up and go to the, mm-hmm. and I thought the film was going to end there. And I was like, yeah. I don't want it to. I want because it. you don't want to end it with that boy girl. Yeah, thing. I was thinking, I I care more about the the baseball team. It's a film about friendship, isn't it? Yeah, rather than romance. Mm-hmm. And as nice as the romance is, and it's mm-hmm. presented very well, mm-hmm. um, I don't even think they have sex at the end, do they? Well, I mean, you don't know. I think yeah. that's another thing we were saying about how it is quite respectful to women in the sense that he yeah. doesn't go to his mates. Oh, oh yeah, it yeah, happened or whatever. Yeah. He just says, I'm not. I like her. <laughs> yeah, I like her. All he says is, I like her. Yeah, yeah. and then they tell him, like, oh, you like her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, it's yeah. great that you see those boys I was come say, back. Oh, that's, I was so happy yeah. when they showed up. I was like, yes, that's perfect. And it was, yeah. it was just such a show of their friendship that you could tell yeah. they were really pleased for they him. They are pleased for him. Yeah. They, they do care that he likes her. Yeah. They're, they're, like, they're quite happy for him. It yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> It's a really nice moment. And then they go to... Uh, so he goes to his class with one of his other uh, team teammates and uh, they just fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> the final shot yeah the final shot is them asleep and there's this really profound lecture. quote on the board yeah. and then you just look what at them what was and the they're quote like, it was um, oh it's something about being on the frontier or something like that yeah there are like you choose your own frontiers or That's something it. along those yeah, lines yeah yeah and they're kind of boys are like this is it this is college yeah. here we are Gone and then they just go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it shows you that, yes, although throughout university, throughout college, yeah. the learning is really important, but, but it's also about just, finding yeah. yourself as an adult in this yeah. world and forming Absolutely. those friendships. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just love it. This is the mo- one of the a massively profound quote that you have to re- like. We before we started, we're talking about where is that from? What does mm. that mean? And neither of us could figure figure out yeah. what that means. And in this as well, like you're not supposed to figure out what it means. Exactly. Just relax. Just relax. Take it easy. Just enjoy yeah. the ride. It's fine. You'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah. <kind of> <laughs> I think, yeah, that is kind of tone in the movie. Enjoy life yeah. while you've got it and work out what it means later. Yeah. I think the ending is kind of like Boyhood, mm-hmm. where he's, he, they go to the this sort of big park, don't they? 
In Boyhood, yes. Yeah, and yeah. he sits with the girl. And the ending's kind of like, you sort of make of life what you will. Yeah, and it almost feels like it could have picked up from Boyhood. Exactly, yeah. That's he, his first week he, Yeah, it's his first yeah. week of college. He meets a girl. And this is kind of where Jake goes from. Yeah. He meets this girl in the first few frames yeah. of the film. And yeah. Yeah, how the story goes. Yeah, I think it's far more positive than Boyhood. Boyhood as sort of life-affirming as it mm-hmm. is, does have its darker moments. Yeah, definitely. But I suppose Boyhood has such a long journey. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the style yeah. of the film. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it, you know, life isn't all roses. Yeah. But that first weekend it's, of college is. I mean, Boyhood is the more ambitious film here mm. and probably the more impressive film. But I think I just preferred this. Did you? Yeah. I mean, Boyhood is one of my favourite films. Yeah. Um, absolutely A lot of people it. love it. I've only seen it once, so I do yeah. need to revisit Boyhood. You should, you yeah. should. I mean, I think it was robbed at the Oscars, but that's by the way. Boyhood is the film that didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Like, Shawshank Redemption is the film that didn't win an Oscar. Yeah. This um, is definitely one of the, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's an incredible film, and I did feel like it was almost a pick-up from there on. Yeah. Well, Linglater has said, as much as it is a sort of spiritual sequel to Days of Confused, it also could easily fit in with, mm. um, with Boyhood. Just a kind of no real plot. Just yeah, just following these people's lives. Just a study yeah. of, of people, and yeah, and Linklater does it so well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, any final thoughts before we end the show? Um, final thoughts. It is the best feel-good film I have seen in a long time. Yeah, it's a summer film. It is a summer, and film. I can't it's remember the last time we had a summer film like this. Yeah, and it's that's great. not a blockbuster. Yeah. or something. It's great that it's come out in the summer because this can be a yeah. time when you don't because everyone gears up for the Oscars and they put all their films out in that September period. And then after that, it's just blockbusters and yeah. Whatever. And it's great to get a film of this amazing quality. Actually, we've had a string of amazing films recently. Yeah, um, but I, this kind of just so easygoing one. Yeah, it's not trying too hard, no, and you don't not. have to. It's not like Summer Silver last week, you really have to go in there prepared and mm-hmm. you think about a lot of stuff. Whereas yeah. this, you just... I know we have said that there are moments of s- slight philo- philosophical questions, mm-hmm. like what do you do in life? But then that that's not important. What's important is just enjoying these three days with these... Exactly. Ridiculous people. And it's so uplifting. Yeah. Almost you could come, you could see one of the darker films and go into this one it and be reaffirmed that okay. life is yeah. good, life people can be are okay. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Take it easy, it's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, thank you very much for listening. Just a quick reminder that if you do want a chance of winning the uh, signed poster of Everybody Wants Some by Richard Linklater, you have to go on Twitter and follow at Curls and Cinemas to find out more information. So, uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.